Celtic right there. Oh, I look like a black leprechaun. Okay, shit, let's do this. All right. Welcome <laughs> to another new... Wait a minute. <laughs> Welcome to another new... Welcome to your Christmas edition of Showtime with Coop. Insightful BS with my Laker teammates and NBA legends. And in the house, we have, uh, I, I want to call him family because uh, really he's not, but he is because I've grown to like him as much as I hate his ass, Cedric Maxwell or Cornbread <laughs> Max. Max, how you doing today? I am doing fine, Mr. Cooper. You know, I... I got that same hate for your ass, too, so don't worry about it. We're in the same boat. You know, I still feel that way about Magic and anybody who wore that them colors. Even your boy Bob McAdoo. Oh, come on. Well, uh, the, 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 since it's the holidays, the feelings are mutual. Uh, <laughs> I am wearing green, and, uh, you know, my skin is itching. But I, don't, I want you to know, Max, this is not in honor of anything Celtic. You know, it's the holidays, it's Christmas, and it's green. So I thought I'd kind of, like tease you and fuck with you at the same time. But anyway, <laughs> this green is not for you. <laughs> you look like a fun. leprechaun. First of all, <laughs> a black leprechaun. <laughs> a black yes. leprechaun. That's why, I didn't, that's why I didn't want to play in Boston. Anyway, Matt, that leads me to my first question. How did you feel about playing in Boston? You being a... Um... a, a I mean, for me, initially, Coop, I didn't want to be here. Uh, and the reason I want to be here because I was from the South. Uh, the teams that picked after the Celtics were, uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> the team that picked <laughs> after the Celtics was Chicago. But the team that picked number number 14 actually was Atlanta. And because I was from Charlotte, I wanted to go to Atlanta. Now, probably you know as well as I know how Atlanta was at that time. Probably the best choice was to come to the Celtics because for a black man coming up here, it wasn't a lot to do other than me hone my skills as a basketball player. So for me, it was a good situation. And the money was good. Got to admit that. No, no, no. The money wasn't good. Money wasn't good. Money wasn't good. more than I did. My first three years, I made 30000 And I'm not complaining. But, you know, that's what it was. And I, you did it. I made I made 70 80 80 my first three years, and I was and I was a lottery pick. I was number twelve. <laughs> I was a lottery pick. Okay, so don't don't let me do like you. Oh, let me cry too. But it, it's you know it's just one of those situations, Coop, that we were born in another time. And uh, you look at uh, players now. We're not, and I know you. Neither one of us are hating on the players, but it's no. just a different. It's just a different situation. I mean, the pay scale. Did you ever think that? Anthony Davis would be paid $60 million more than what Dr. Jerry Buss probably paid for the Lakers. Uh, Would you ever think that for one year? Uh, You just look at guys around you, but it just shows you how much money and how powerful the NBA has become since you and I played during that time. But you know what, Max, I look at it like this, is that we actually brought, you know, that group, everybody in the 80s that played, we brought – the NBA to the forefront, what it meant to be like the team, camaraderie, passion of the game, uh, the championship attitude. And that's the next question I want to ask you. Tell us a little bit, because I'm going to let you know, 
and not just about us, but about your season, your march, the championship attitude that it took for you guys to develop that and to obviously win championships? Well, for us to, you know, to, to get Larry Bird and Kevin McHale and Robert Parrish and have Dennis Johnson and have a group like that, the only thing that pissed us off about that, Coop, was just the way you guys talked about us. We weren't black enough for you. And that 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 pissed, that, that, pissed, that pissed us the hell off. I mean, the, the <laughs> black that? players. I mean, it's like you were you you guys totally insulted us as black men over here playing. Because like, what y'all doing? Y'all tearing coats? Now, what we 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 don't choose your team in the NBA. Your ch- team chooses you. But that's all we can hear from you guys. Oh, you Uncle Tom or something? You, oh my God, we heard that all. The <laughs> that, time. that just wasn't us. That was the rest of the league. We oh. talking about just us. Well, I ain't talking about the league, Michael Cooper. I'm not talking about the league. <laughs> I'm talking about you asses over there with the Lakers. And you in particular, because you always call my guy ML Carr Fiddler. You always call him you always call them from roots. I always remember that. Like, oh damn fiddler over there playing the playing the <laughs> Uncle Charlie role over there. It's like these dudes right here, they do not respect us. As, as yeah. just so, so if there was a, if there was a thing that pissed us off about you Lakers, that was it. And that you were in the and you were in beautiful Hollywood, and you guys had the air conditioned building. You played in the form. You had dancers. You had dancing Barry. You guys had all the stuff that came along with the NBA that we didn't have. We didn't have that. Max, y'all had that respect of the basketball game, and that was the one thing that maybe that's what we were jealous about. I know I was because, you know what, playing in Boston Garden was close to me, a sacred place like the Madison Square Garden. And being Mm -hmm. in Boston, I mean, we eventually made the forum that kind of groundwork for us, sacred. But that's what we envy that you guys had, all them championship banners up ahead over your head. And that that made us mad, man. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, that was – that's just, but that's just the, but I mean, that's the way it was, Coop. I mean, when you played in that era, it wasn't, we didn't, like, like right now, you and I are playing buddy, buddy, you know, laughing and shit. You know, we didn't do that, man. I, I, I saw Maurice Cheeks the other day at a game. I, I felt like I got evil. I felt like I wanted to punch his <laughs> ass. <laughs> so, hey, Matt, I, I even mean, in your old age, huh? Yeah, I mean, that's how I feel about James Worthy. I mean, your guy, all your guys right now, I feel the same way about them. It's not, nothing's really changed, but here's the, the biggest thing about uh, somebody did uh, a podcast the other day with Stephen A. Smith. You. And, and, and what I did, I asked him, <laughs> I asked him uh, Mount, Mount Rushmore. And the Mount Rushmore, I think he had um, Michael Jordan. He had uh, Ali. Ali. He had, I think, um, who was he? Who was the I, I think he had, no, you know who else he had? had Bill Russell. But then yeah, the, yeah, four, yeah. the fourth one was the one that killed me. Yeah. He, went to, he went to your guy, Urban Cheesy Johnson. And I about <laughs> wanted to throw up. But I understood where he was coming from because as much as I hate magic, I have the most respect for him, but not only what he did for, you know, basketball, but really what he did for the black community and what he did for the HIV community and what he did for a lot of people who were, uh, you know, who were downtrodden. Uh, Magic has done an unbelievable job of that. So I, and on that side, I, I got to give him his, his props. So when Stephen A. Smith put him in as a four person on his Mount Rushmore, I was a little surprised 
But after I thought about it, I, I still had to give him kudos. You know, Let me ask you guys. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead, Nick. I want to ask you guys a question. Somebody asked, posed this to me on Twitter the other day. If you're starting a team today and you have the choice of Larry Bird, Bill Russell, um, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Bill Walton, or Magic Johnson, who would you pick? One player to start with. Go ahead, Max. No, you go ahead, Coop. I'm going to go out for you. I'm going to pick uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I think he's the greatest basketball player. He has an unstoppable shot. He hooked the Celtics into oblivion every time we played them. Uh, well, not every time, but championships. Yeah. But, uh, uh, you know what? People have a tendency to forget how great of a player Kareem was going back when he was 15, 16 years old at Power yeah. Memorial. Kareem could handle the basketball. Kareem, he could do everything. And for me, he's the guy I'm going to start my team with. I wouldn't be far off from that, but I'll always give a wild card. Uh, the best player that I ever played with uh, would have been Akeem Olajuwon. That wasn't one of the choices. And, well, I don't care. I said I'm giving the, I'm giving my wild card. <laughs> go ahead. This go is, ahead. Look, and I go with Kareem, and I go with Olajuwon because, as you know, Olajuwon controlled more of the game than anybody in the history of the NBA. He was not only great offensively. But for those years, Coop, you know he was he was a beast defensively. I mean, we talk about Michael Jordan controlling the game, you know, defensively, great defensive player, but he didn't control the game defensively. What Lajuan did control the game defensively and offensively, like nobody has ever done. Well, that's what you're talking about in Kareem. You gotta remember, Kareem led the league in block shots. So um Man, I ain't giving I ain't giving Kareem shit. I love Kareem. But that dude, they hip the hell out of it. You know he'll hip. You'll be coming in for a layup. I'm going to throw his damn hip out <laughs> and knock you off. And swear, this is his look, Coop. This is it right here. He didn't know you fouled, man. Matt, you know what? Late in your career. That kind of anger and animosity is not good for your high blood pressure. You know that. In the holiday season, yeah, too. Sure. It's the holiday season. <laughs> at our, at our age. <laughs> Hanukkah. <laughs> Lipton. I'm, I'm having hot tea while hot I talk tea. to you, okay? And, and Cooper, how about this? It's black, okay? <laughs> <laughs> but, guys, wait, wait a minute. Let me – because Kareem, who would be – Probably well. When I looked at that cluster, I was I was torn between Kareem and Magic, to be honest, because Magic mm -hmm. could do everything. Coop, or Max, I didn't pick Bird. It was going to be Magic, Magic and Kareem. Couldn't, no, Magic couldn't do everything. Magic couldn't defend. That's why you got that dude beside you who might end up being a Hall of Famer because Magic wasn't a defender. That's he was, the point. He, he made steals just like Larry Bird. Double teamer, no? He was a great. Larry Bird made all defensive team, mm -hmm. but he did it because he played the zone and he had these other guys <laughs> around him. So Magic on that side, I can't give Magic those kudos. He was if I had to pick my offensive guy running the team, he'd be the one. But yeah. defensively, nah, uh-uh. We used to love to go at cheesy with Memphis. We had plans of doing that every time we saw him. That's who we were. Really? Running. Like oh, in yeah. the locker room, you were saying oh, you're gonna go at him? Oh, we that Why, do you think he was mentally weak or what? That dude, well, he was that early. Dude, wait a minute. That dude couldn't guard water, and also Bob McAdoo couldn't guard water. Those are my <laughs> two guys. But they, could, they couldn't catch a cold coup. Come on. <laughs> no, no, they were not. Magic was not as good one-on-one -on -one defensive player. But what he was was he was a great 
team defensive like players. First. And we used him to do double teams because his hands was quick. So, you know what, Max, I, I, yeah, uh, Larry wasn't that good. You know what we used to call Larry? Larry Lemon. Go at him. <laughs> <'cause he> never, <laughs> that's why y'all trying to put him on I me. never heard that. Larry Lemon? Well, I never heard well, that. Larry, Larry didn't have to guard James Worthy. Larry he wasn't guarding, guarding me. And Larry, 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 we put Larry on, we put Larry over there on Kurt Rambis. That's who Larry guarded, Kurt Rambis. How was Kurt Rambis going to score? When? What time? He what if he tried to guard me? And you know what? The one game he guarded me, Max, he used to say, shoot it, shoot it. I had my high on him, 31 points against Buck. That's my career. That's Max, hilarious. Listen, speaking of uh, Larry Legend, uh, and we talked about magic a little bit. Give us uh, one of your best, because I don't have, Larry never talked to me. He did that one time where he said he's going to wear me out. But I'm hearing now, you know, you listen to other podcasts and you hear things, James, but God never said anything to me because he knew that that wasn't going to affect me. What's your best Larry Bird story that you could tell us? Uh, best Larry Bird story would have been one of them. I had, I had quite a few, but I think if I had to pick one, it would be the time I was on the floor with the great Pete Maravich who was on our team at that oh. time. We had Pete at the end of his career and we had Larry in the, the beginning stages of his career. So we, Pete passes the ball to Larry, to, to Larry. Pete's man runs down and double teams Larry. Larry puts some, some fucked up shot, it, you know, goes astray. And we come back to the bench. And Pete goes, Larry, Larry, you're being double team, man. You got to pass the ball. And Larry looked up and said, if you were any fucking good, there would be double teaming, man. <laughs> I, said, for Pete. I was thinking in my mind, that's going to leave a mark. Said, Wait a minute. This dude was a Hall of Famer, man. He was one of the best players ever to play the game. And Larry just insulted him. And this was cool. This was his damn teammate. This is a teammate. That's what. The and and the arrogance of Larry, which I thought was just funny when you're talking about black and white, and today we couldn't say that. Larry would be pissed off if you, if the other team, the opposing team, put a white guy on him to guard him. Like, <laughs> you, so Coop, you were the long, you were the you were the furthest thing from a from a white guy. So he was all right with you guarding. But you we played somebody like Detroit, and they put Kelly Tribuco on him. He would just be insulted. <laughs> like, like they had said somebody's mom. So it was, it, it was hysterical when you think about who Larry was. And you know, and the funny thing about this is if we talk about, I told him this, and I've seen him a couple of times since I had an autograph signing, uh Kareem. Kareem was my favorite player of all time. He was my favorite player. But he did something dirty to me that I didn't, I didn't understand. I was I was on the court. And I was coming down the court and he was near me and he just elbowed me right in the stomach. And I was like, damn, that shit didn't hurt me, but it hurt my damn feelings because he was my favorite player. And I told him about that later on. He said, man, you were a good player. So I went, to, I was like, damn, that's how you, that's how you go with a good player. You elbow him in the damn stomach. But he was my favorite player because not only that, and after I played with him in the gold trolley tour, I learned so much from intellectually he was he would like we were playing damn checkers he was playing chess and that's what it might when you think about his mind and that's what i really loved about Kareem. 
you know what, Max, as your therapist, I just need you to uh, take three deep breaths, woosah, and let it go, because this too will pass, okay? So let those little things go, okay? Uh, Max, my best, <laughs> my best Larry Bird, my best Larry Bird stories, okay? <clears throat> 85, 86, we're in the All-Star game, you know, the festivity they have, that Saturday three-point shooting contest. I think we're in Dallas in 85, might have been in Seattle 86 or vice versa. But we're all in there, Dead Left Shrimp, myself, uh, Dale Ellis. We're, you know, we're all in there warming up and everybody's talking and stuff like that. And everybody, the guys go, okay, you're all three-point shooters. You can ready to give us the rules and all that. And Larry wasn't in there. So the guy got everybody sit down and Larry walks in and we thought he was going to come in and sit down. He said, I hope all you motherfuckers are finding out who's going to be second because I'm winning this shit and walked out. He <laughs> 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 didn't even stay for the rules. <laughs> and Max, and Went out there and won the thing. Won so, you know, <laughs> I he was, was you know, he that was, shocked me. I was blown he away. Was, he was an amazing player. And I look at players today and you think about it, that what we were able to do, and, and you probably, you were one of the first guys in the NBA that used the three-pointer more of a weapon, as a weapon. You shot more early in your career because we didn't even think about that. Chris Ford, we had Chris Ford, a three-point shooter. But everybody else didn't use it that way. And to see how the game has changed, Coop, yeah. and to see what show, Showtime was about getting layups and getting dunks and running people off the floor. I don't know how your game would have changed now because you don't we, you don't want the, the two-point shot with Kareem, the, the most deadly thing ever to be around. You're not looking for that. You're looking for three-point shots. So how would you guys' game would have changed in that standard? I don't think it would, Max. We grew up in you kind of the same area I came in is that it's about getting the layups, high field goal percentage. And you had the best guy hook in the game because throwing the ball to Kareem was like a layup. So for us today, I, I, that wouldn't have been a concept. Cool, bullshit. The game has changed now, Coop. Oh, yes, you, it has. You, yes, you it gonna has. Have, you're going to have to pull up and shoot three. One of the things that pissed me off, I still think you guys were cheating. Game four – Versus you guys in L.A. No, it was game three in L.A. in 1984. I would swear to God on my mom. I had to look at the tape. You guys were so fast that night. <laughs> I swear to God, I don't think y'all, we scored. I don't think y'all took the ball out of bounds. Your motherfucking <laughs> Cooper Magic was fucking coming right behind. I was like, damn, did they take it out? Well, like, you know what? Was that guy you make fun of, Kurt Rambis, that was his specialty. And Kirk could get the oh. ball out as fast as it went through the hoop, and Kirk wow. had it inbounds to us. So that's how it would have changed. In today's game, if we were playing, we'd have ran these guys into submission here. We would have gotten layups and everything. Now it would have been tough to deal with teams like Golden State that a high or Sacramento high three point frequency team because if they're knocking them down. But I don't believe that these guys, because we were better attention to detail to our defense. And that you know, uh, Fox and Curry, you—they're not gonna get a whole bunch of looks at threes. We're gonna make them guys drive to the basket. We're gonna take that three-point shooting. But the reason I became a good three-point shooter, Max, because they put Larry on me and I wasn't shooting at Kareem <laughs> them, Magic them, no lesson. And other players used to say, "Coop, you gotta shoot the ball. You gotta shoot." So one summer I spent shooting threes, and that kind of built up my confidence. Well, let, let me—it's Christmas time. Let's give the audience up. Who's the best team right now in basketball? Hmm. That's an easy listen, answer. Listen, 
What, Who is Boston? the best twelve and zero at home? I ain't right giving now, Boston shit. No basketball. I ain't giving Boston shit. The best team <laughs> in the NBA right now to me, and their record may not show it, but don't say the Lakers. The cream rises to the top of Sacramento Kings. Uh, are good, man. You got to give them. Credit. Kings are good. Kings are good. We're gonna see them, but they're not. They're, they're not gonna match yourself. Celtics have too many weapons for them. You know, the, the starting five, the starting six. And even when you start bringing some other guys, that's why the Celtics, I think, can beat you with either hand right now. And 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 Porzingis presents a serious problem because now on that floor, anytime Coop, you got five guys who can knock down trays. And then what that did does is open up the lane for Jason Tatum for Brown to get towards the old. So they they and 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 my guy that I I say he's a lot like you. He doesn't complain. Doesn't sit around. Uh, it's it's true. Drew, Drew Holiday. Drew yeah. Holiday, man. Drew Holiday's a beast. He he's a beast. So that's why I think right now, today, the Celtics are the best team in basketball. We'll see at the very end of the day. And you know, I gotta ask you since you said that, you said Sacramento. So so how do you feel about um, your boy Draymond? No, I was coming. I couldn't wait for this. Well. Max, you're jumping ahead. Remember, this ain't your show. This is my show. Okay? You're listening to Showtime with Coop. We got Max on. We got Cornbread Max in the audience with us and going on. But before I answer that question, Max, we're powered by uh, Prize Pick. You know what, Max? I would use Prize Pick as setting my back. Hey, it's Nick from Showtime with Coop, and I've got something exciting to share with you all this week. If you're anything like me, you're always on the lookout for fun and simple ways to play da daily fantasy sports. Let me tell you, you have to check out my new go-to place. That's Prize Picks. Seriously, this is the most fun I've had winning, playing fantasy sports and winning up to 25 times my money this football season. And here's how it works. You can select two or more players, like for instance, say Saquon Barkley uh, for more than 60 yards and Patrick Mahomes for more than two passing touchdowns. Then, just pick more or less on their projected stats and submit your entry. It's that easy. And the best part? It's just you against the numbers. No pros, no sharks, no, no, no tricks, right? It's just you against the established numbers. Recently, I tried out their weekly promotion. And you know what? Taco Tuesday is where it's at. Every Tuesday, Price Picks discounts select player projections up to 25% to give even more value. So not only is it easy and thrilling, but there's potential for some really serious returns on your entrance. And if you've played with other platforms in the past, let me tell you what. Once I switched to prize picks, I genuinely thought, why the heck did I wait so long? Now here's the cherry on top of the cake for you all. Go to prizepicks.com CLNS and use the code CLNS for a first-time deposit match up to $100. Yep, you heard that right, folks. Again, that's prizepicks.com slash CLNS. Use the code CLNS. And always remember, daily fantasy sports is made easy with prize picks. Hey, it's Nick from Showtime with Coop, and I've got something exciting to share with you all this week. If you're anything like me, you're always on the lookout for fun and simple ways to play da daily fantasy sports. Let me tell you, you have to check out my new go-to place. That's prize picks. Seriously, this is the most fun I've had playing fantasy sports and winning up to 25 times my money this football season. And here's how it works. 
You can select two or more players, like for instance, say Saquon Barkley uh, for more than 60 yards. Then just pick more or less on their projected stats and submit your entry. It's that easy. And the best part? It's just you against the numbers. No pros, no sharks, no, no, no tricks, right? It's just you against the established numbers. Recently, I tried out their weekly promotion. And you know what? Taco Tuesday is where it's at. Every Tuesday, price picks discounts select player projections up to 25% to give even more value. So not only is it easy and thrilling, but there's potential for some really serious returns on your entrance. And if you've played with other platforms in the past, let me tell you what. Once I switched to price picks, I genuinely thought, why the heck did I wait so long? Now here's the cherry on top of the cake for you all. Go to pricepicks.com slash CLNS and use the code CLNS for a first-time deposit match up to $100. Yep, you heard that right, folks. Again, that's pricepicks.com slash CLNS. Use the code CLNS. Max, right now at this show, we got a, a lightning round, okay? Okay. I'm going to ask you about, all right? Okay. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Tell me something about him, good or bad or indifferent. Um, the most intellectual, most dangerous guy ever to play the game. Um, one of the smartest people ever to play the game, and that's how I look at his career. One of the top, one of the top five players ever to play the game. AC Green. Not impressed. <laughs> James Worthy. <laughs> James, big time. Oh, you wait a minute. Little, can you want to go a little time, James, or big time? I'm going with big game. Big game, okay. James when, he, when he became big game, James later on. But when we played him in Navy, he was little game, James. Then, um, fantastic player. One of the quickest steps ever, maybe as a power forward in the NBA. I mean, lightning fast. Right down the street from uh, me and uh, Charlotte, Gastonia, North Carolina. Uh, if I had met him in any other uniform, I would have liked him as a friend. But right now, fuck him. Um, <laughs> Kurt Rambis. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Kurt Rambis, he took the ball out fast? <laughs> what am I going to say about Kurt Give me another name, Coop. That kid is ready to give your now. ass the business. Uh, Mitch Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Wait a minute, buddy. Wait a minute. Is this the same guy in game seven that I had 24 8 and 8 on? There that we go. That's what you're talking about? <laughs> Listen, Mitch Kupchak. Uh, Mitch Kupchak, I love because he's from Carolina. And I saw him playing. Rugged, tough guy. Um, probably been a better player if he hadn't got injured. I mean, he got injured, and that took away some of the skill set that he had. Okay. I got one for both of you. Lonnie Shelton. Oof. Oof. You go ahead, Coop, because I got too much to say about that guy. You Listen, know, one fact- of the real, true enforcers of the game, next to Maurice Lucas, Lonnie Shelton, uh, if you weren't on his team or wearing that supersonic jersey, Lonnie couldn't stand you. Knew him off the court, great guy, beautiful guy, nice talk to him and stuff like that. But on the court, uh, an illegal pick setter always threw his fat ass out there and knocked you around, would give you an elbow in the beat of a, a heartbeat, would give you an elbow, and became a pretty good shooter. That's the reason why the Sonics were so good. Granted, they had the mother and Sigma, Gus Williams, DJ, some of the, but they would not have been as fearful as they was because Lonnie Shelton was a scary man. 
Yeah, Lonnie was. He was by far in, in my eyes. And I told him that. I said, you know, he elbowed me one time. I said, let me say this to you, because I knew he wanted to fight. And I didn't only want to fight one time. So I told him, I said, I'm going to tell this to you one time. You understand it. I'm not going to fight you. But every one of these other motherfuckers that come through this lane, <laughs> I'm knocking these. <laughs> every time you hit me, I'm hitting this other dude beside me. So when Hanslick and all them guys came through the lane after he hit me, I'd hit them. I said, I told you. <laughs> I told you. So he, we we you learned like to a punk, be man. You you <laughs> punk out like that, dude. You didn't fight Lonnie. I cool. I wanted to fight one time. I would fight you in this league one time. I didn't care who you were, but this dude wanted to fight you every time. I wasn't <laughs> built for that. <laughs> Cedric Maxwell wasn't built. He was built for one round. That's it. One round. I'm not going twelve. Do you know what that man did to Buck Williams? He chased that man all the way around the arena, beating his ass. I'm like, I don't want to be thought of like that. So I, I told him, I said, I'm not fighting you, but the rest of these dudes right here, every time you hit me, I'm knocking one of them out. That's great. Anyway, moving on to the next step, you had asked a question about Drayvon Green. Yeah. You know, Max, I, I, um, I really feel sorry for that young man. I think he has a problem. Uh, some kind of problem, something is going on. But that play that he did against Nurkic uh, deserved for him to be suspended for 25 years. Yes, Nurkic was kind of getting on him. I understand. I kind of understand what he was trying to do, that move like that. But to just full-fledged swing, and he probably, in his heart, he probably didn't mean to do it. But that guy has to pay a benefit, man. He has to pay the penalty. Um, I, I, and, and it's sad because he's hurting his team. A very good Golden State team. Yeah, they're on their last leg, but they could still do something this year. But without him, not going to be any good. But I, I think he should be suspended for uh, – I'd I give him a 25-game suspension for that one because that was uncalled for. Your thoughts? I think it, I think that his history says that I give him 25 games, yeah. if not more. I, I mean, his history of – you know, you could – you can make a tape, a compilation of, you know, where he stomped people, where he's kicked people, where, you know, you think about when he was playing, I think it was Adams, where he kicked him in the nuts twice. You know, yeah. LeBron standing over. But he is, he, if he was on your team, you like him. Yeah. Kind of, he would be, you know, he'd be better suited. He'd been better suited playing during the 80s. Yeah. Because the 80s, all that shit went. They, yeah. they didn't care. He, they wouldn't even stop. That that play right there, they wouldn't even stop the game. But tell you what, after <laughs> later on, somebody would have fucked them up later on in the game. <laughs> somebody yeah. would have got them later on, and it would have been a bench brawl that would have been crazy down there if he slapped anybody on your team. You, you think about it, anybody on your team. But but in the eighties, he could have done all that. It wouldn't even have been a big deal. But right now, in the two thousands, two thousand twenty three. That has no place in basketball right basketball. now. The way the way the game is being played, uh, how does that affect their team? Um, it takes their toughness. It takes their mental edge out because he's their enforcer. He is he's the guy who's going to get up in your. He's going he's going to take the pressure from the crowd. I'm more concerned right now. For me, when I look at Golden State, is what is happening right now with Clay Thompson? Everybody's been talking about Clay. I mean, the Celtics are going out here on uh, Tuesday and actually playing Golden State. I'm more interested to see what happened with Clay because it said his shot is off. Says he looked lethargic. He looked slow. 
So I, I, I don't know. And I'll ask you a question. How would you have done Michael Cooper uh, against that other assassin over there, that light-skinned baby assassin they got? And well, you know what? He, he was that tough. You're talking about Clay, uh, uh, Curry. I, I, I would have been up on him, and I think I had the quickness to deal with some of the things he do. The one ability that he has, if he's a great ball handler, that boy can handle the ball, and when you get up on him, he's able to – but for us, it would have been making him shoot twos. If we give up a lay, I'd rather do that than let him hit three, four, five threes in a row. So I would have played up on him uh, a lot and hopefully got him going to the basket. You know what he does so well, though, to me? He relocates. Yeah. He he never st- – <laughs> I mean, I, I'm trying to think of during that era that somebody who never stopped – like John Havlicek, never stopped. So you can't guard a guy who never st- – Curry, if you think you stopped him one time, then he relocates and he's yeah. someplace else again. So you never, as a defender, you never can let your guard down. And, and that's, to me, that's what makes him so tough. And that's what a guy would ask a guy like you, how would you do with him relocating? You you stop him on one pick and you take a deep breath, he's on the other side and you, you're you done. Stick a well, fork Well, fitness is one of my specialties, Max. But you know what? I kind of agree with you. Dale Ellis. Dale Ellis reminds me of Steph Curry when he was with Seattle because Lenny had him going off screens on one side, the other side. So you're right, that relocation is uh, uh, allows him to get open for a lot of shots. And if you got dead feet, then you're a dead, dead man because he's going to be on the other side coming off another screen. And his teammates look for him. Uh, next thing I want to ask you, do you trade Dred- Draymond as, a, as management? Yeah, I think you it's had time. Your, you had your full now. You choked yeah, I think, I, think it's, I think it's time now. I think if you can move him, you move him. If you can move Clay, you move him. Uh, because I think what you're trying to do, you're trying to maximize the last, the last, you know, those last couple of good years that you're going to have with Steph. Uh, Steph, you're going to have him. You're going to need, he's going to need to be surrounded by like players or, or guys who can help him out. Right now, Draymond is getting slower. Uh, I would say uh, uh, you you can see that Thompson's getting slower. So I, if you're going to make a move, I think this is the year to do it. Uh, you know, they got rid of Jordan Poole. Um, they end up getting – they became slower, though, to me. When you, you know, you go out and get Chris Paul. Chris Paul's a hell of a player, but Chris Paul right now is – he's on he's – on, if there's a back nine, shit, he's on the back 12 right now. So I think that you look at him. He's a great player. There's no doubt. Yeah, right, yeah. Still, you just look at his – look where he's going at now compared to how he was initially. He's one of the baddest dudes ever to lace him up at the point guard position. For sure, for sure. Uh, Max, you listen listening to the Showtime with Coop. We got Cedric Maxwell. Max, somebody I love to hate, but I Thank love him you. as a friend. He's good. Uh, Max, what do you think of uh, – last couple of questions for you. What do you think of the in-season tournament that we just had, which the Lakers actually won the whole the whole thing? Yeah, so uh, I'm going to give you a two-fold question, okay? What do you think of that, and should the Lakers hang that banner? No. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me okay. mute. <laughs> All right. Let me go. Let me go with the first part. You want the first part? Uh, it sucked because the Lakers won. Uh, <laughs> it was it was set up. It was set up actually for the Lakers and the Celtics to meet. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Uh, Denver. Was. I mean, and you but look Boston at Boston couldn't uphold their end. So yeah, like the Lakers true. always that, do. We that, do our Lakers, thing. Uh, Lakers upheld their end. Uh, but you, but but the Lakers had an easier road. I mean, you you think about it, you played you played against the Doughboy down there 
in, in, in New Orleans. I mean, oh, oh, you eating don't tables, know eating is. tables, oh, eating wait, tables, hey, Max. Hold, hold, hold on, on you, you don't know who the Doughboy is, Coop? Come on. No, I don't. I don't know who you're talking about. Down in New Orleans, you, you didn't see that stomach that he had. Hey, listen, Donovan Williams is a hell of a player, man. That kid, if he were to lose, he is a hell of a player. Yeah, cool, but he's he was a dope boy playing against you guys. Come on, are you serious? That was his moment. You know what? You, you set him up, we knock him down. That's why you guys so, uh, <laughs> If you know, and you see him in the second part, uh, you know. Uh, putting the banner up if that floats your boat then god bless you but i mean it'd be like it'd be like the Celtics putting up you know division banners you know you see a lot of teams we won the division the west and that man you know if the Celtics did all that they, it would be the united nations you know here. <laughs> so, so so max <laughs> if boston had won you don't think they would be considered no. that up in the championship i don't think so Coop. i really i don't i, I don't Think so? I mean, the NBA almost forces you to forces do it uh, because you know what they put in. Maybe years from now, I look at the end uh, the end season tournament and I go, "Yeah, it's it. but it, it was nice. It worked out well. It pissed people off because of the point differential. I, I think there's some things that they have to work on. Um, the Celtics had to win by 23 versus Chicago, and they were down, but they had them down by 27, and they're fouling so that you know Chicago couldn't get back in it. Then Chicago's players get pissed. The coach gets pissed over there. So I, I didn't like the point differential. But you know, you you saw some you know really cool in Halliburton. You know who came to the forefront. And that was uh, that was a good thing for Indiana. Um, they played well enough to beat the Celtics. Celtics were a little short-handed without Porzingis, but uh, they still won that. And then they went on to beat to beat him. I mean. My thing, Coop, I still look at everything now, the way the game is played. It's like, did, did you imagine? And I got to ask you a question. Did you imagine what happened when, when Giannis wanted, went off because he didn't get a freaking Come on, Coop. Come on, Coop. Well, the guy scored 64 points, and they're at and home. What, and Coop? Yeah, and I what? think he should have got the ball. And what? Did Coop did, did, did Kobe get the 70-point ball? Do you, how many balls were yes, the – Kobe got what, the 80-point ball. Watch this. How many balls would um, uh, Chamberlain would have? Look, Chamberlain. <laughs> I mean, how many balls? If we get every game, I'm gonna have another ball. I mean, I'm not going off uh, because because he might score. What happens when he scores sixty nine? Does he want right. that ball? Give him what the about, game ball? Give him what the about game this? Ball? He should. He, he shot forty from Milwaukee. Coop. He shot forty free throws. Thirty six. Don't care. Going to the free throws. They're, they call a foul yeah. if he and puts his. Pinky in the coop, pink, they call him. Coop, coop, the man's getting the man's getting about four hundred million dollars. Yeah. If he wants a ball, if he wants a ball, go to the damn spalling and buy some damn balls. If that's what you no, rip, that, no, I want that the really ball I scored sixty four with. And I want the, that and, ball. Give me that ball. And, and I want put, that one. and put sixty four on it. That's what you put sixty four on that ball. Ain't nobody gonna know the difference. Ain't nobody. See, gonna... well, some of them don't like, don't want that. If I if I had scored sixty four, yeah, I want that ball. Give me that ball. I want that one. What about whoever his took the ball or something like that? Give them another ball. I scored 64 with this one. I want that ball. Oh, I'm sorry. It ain't your ball, bro. It Max, ain't your ball. I <laughs> took our championship ball and we kicked y'all's ass in 85. I well, have you that. have it? Yeah. You have that? 
Well, you know Warren what? Maxwell I had, I had the ball. He had his ass on the bench. I was hurt. Okay. That's oh, re- let me just let me just say this so we all understand. You probably wouldn't have won that year if I had to play it, okay? <laughs> you wouldn't have won. You listen in the showtime with Pooh. We're in here fighting with Maxwell again. I got my green hat on because I'm a pimp when it comes to pimping Boston. That's what we do out here at Showtime. Last question for you, Max. Then we're going to get up out of here, baby. If Boston, well, first of all, you talk about them doing so great this year. They got Porzingis. The key with him is how healthy is he going to be, okay? Yeah, 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 so we still got a lot of season left. If Boston and the Lakers, Lakers being the in-season champ, so we can say Boston and the champs play. Oh, no. Who win? Who who win? <laughs> Coop, I, I, Coop I, I can't believe you would talk about health of a player when you got street clothes over there. Why would you paying them all that money? Why would you them all that money? Coop, why would you even mention that? You got you you got one of the guys. Oh, I love my money. Lakers. I love my Lakers. I and know the you King, love your Lakers. Not the King. The King will be there when it's showtime. That, 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 look, let's get let's let's do this. Let's give that dude credit. Let's give uh, let's give him credit. Okay, let's then. give LeBron James credit for being one of the, the greatest of all time. If we want to say he's the GOAT now, especially when you start looking at his longevity, what he's doing right now is absolutely amazing to me. I thought okay. there was I thought there was gonna be a point where he was just gonna do just like all the rest of us. You get to a hill, you get to that top of that mountain, and your ass fall off. He hasn't done that. And there's credit to him. But yeah. here's my 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 problem with that. I don't think you can have your best player at 39, almost 40 years old yeah. for a regular season, and at the end of the season having all that in the tank. Eventually, we don't give a damn what it was. Father Time has not lost shit. I don't give a damn, Coop. Father Time ain't lost shit. If LeBron James wins the championship this year with that team at his age, I am going, I'm going to be like this. (laughs) 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 Okay, Max, listen, this is what I need you to say. Rephrase that question, okay? I want you to say, if the Kang is there at the end, can you please say it that way? Not King, the King. And look, you don't have to tell somebody who's from the South about about fucking up words, okay? I can go <laughs> if the King, if the King is there, what will the King do? I'm not sure if the King is going to be there because of those teams that he's going to have to play. Sacramento is going to be a shitload for you guys to to beat. Because of the way they run up and down, they're going to take your legs because of the way how fast how pa- fast paced they are. Uh, there's some teams out there. The defending Denver, champions, Denver. Uh, the defending champions are out there right now. And it's, can the Kane get by that? I mean, that y'all got y'all got some formidable guys, and and the Celtics at the same time. Because to me, the best the guy who's playing the best ball right now is Joel Embiid. He's been he's the most dominant guy right now in the NBA. So so there's a lot of questions, but I still believe that the Celtics have more weapons than Philly. And that's at the end of the day. And if they stay healthy, again, just like you're saying, if they stay healthy, I think that Kane is gonna have some, he's gonna have some lot of damn problems coming at him. I have two questions. Yeah, have- one one for each of you, quick. 
poop. Where now LeBron's there four years, right? Won one championship, be in season two. Uh, where does he rank in like Lakers history? Like, don't go through a list, but is he in the top five? He's, in, he's definitely in the top five. I give him wow. top five. Uh, I think the Max. thing that he's accomplished, breaking Kareem's scoring record and pushing that thing up to where it's no, if you know, we when Kareem did it, everybody's saying nobody's gonna break it. Well, we got a chance to see Le- LeBron break it. He's pushing it to where it's going to be another 20, 30, 40 years for somebody. And somebody's got to come in the league like him at 19, 18 years old. Where you got to come in young and you got to come in scoring. And with the three-point line, it makes it easy. But you're going to have to be a scorer to break this record. His records will be around for a long time. Max, where's Jason Tatum rank in Celtics history right now? Um, Nowhere. Does that win the championship? Celtics are be- Celtics are based on championships. They're not based on scoring. They're based on championships. And he knows that. Mm-hmm. He knows if he's going to solidify himself as one of the great Celtics of all time, he's going to have to win multiple championships or at least one, put one in the bag. So I don't, I, I would, I, beside his name, I would put incomplete uh, until he wins the championship. Love it. You know what, Max? If I wasn't married, are you involved with anybody, Max? No, I'm not. No, okay. I'm not. Okay. If I wasn't married, I would ask you out on a date because I love you, Senator Maxwell. We're going to leave it there with you, baby. I love you. And you know how much I hate you. It's a love-hate relationship. But I love you, brother. Thanks for coming on, Max. Appreciate you. All right, brother. Thank you, guys. Peace. All right. See you next week in L.A. Bye, guys.